Well, earlier today, the federal government announced that it was banning uh, Chinese-owned social media app TikTok from all government mobile devices devices beginning tomorrow uh, because the app, they say, presents an unacceptable level of risk to privacy and security. Of course, uh, Canada's announcement today follows that of the United States and, and the UK as well. 25 U.S. states have also banned uh, TikTok uh, when it comes to uh, state government employees uh, as well. Now, this is all occurring in the context of Chinese, the broader conversation about Chinese uh, espionage and uh, potentially the country meddling in our 2019 and 2021 elections. Um, there has been significant conversation uh, after a global news story on Friday that suggests Liberal MP Han Dong was allegedly helped by the Chinese consulate while running in the Toronto area riding of Don Valley North during the 20. 20- uh, 19 election. There has been, uh, of course, call not only because of this information, but also uh, interference alleged from the 2021 election where uh, two uh, Richmond area members of parliament lost their seats. One of them, of course, was Kenny Chu, who's on this show at 4.30. Today, uh, uh, reporters today did, ta- did ask Prime Minister Trudeau on the need for a public inquiry. Uh, here's his response. This week at a parliamentary committee in public hearings... Our National Security and Intelligence Advisor, along with uh, the Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs, will be testifying, among other top officials, publicly to a committee of the House of Commons on what is going on and what happened and what further methods are going to be taken. It is extremely important, as you say, that Canadians see that this is open, transparent, nonpartisan, independent, because we're all concern and worried about our elections integrity. Transparency is extraordinarily important uh, for our democracies and for active defense of our democracies. Well, certainly judging by that response, uh, the Prime Minister uh, doesn't seem to be in support of a public inquiry. A parliamentary committee is much much more different than a public inquiry where you can compel many other people to come and speak uh, as well. Now, in the specific allegations around Liberal MP Han Dong uh, and the fact that uh, certainly information by security officials was leaked to news organizations and their concerns and the information they provided the Liberals in 2019. The Prime Minister was also asked about that specific question regarding one of his MPs. Take a listen. Let me be very clear to a really important point that I think uh, some folks are choosing to overlook. In a free democracy, it is not up to unelected security officials to dictate to political parties who can or cannot run. That's a really important principle. We, of course, draw on the expertise every step of the way. But the suggestions we've seen in the media that CSIS would somehow say, no, this person can't run or that person can't run, is not just false. It's actually damaging to people's uh, confidence in our democratic and political institutions. Well, lots to discuss just based on those two statements from the Prime Minister. Joining us now is Miro Trinetic. He's a former Beijing correspondent for the Globe and Mail. He's a CEO of Brand Centric and co-founder of CityAge. Miro, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Jazz. Good to be here. Yeah, I mean, there's lots to, to touch on here. Let's touch on the first issue of a public inquiry. And sometimes those kind of comments get thrown out quite easily. Anytime there's a conflict, someone says, we need a public inquiry. But in the, this particular case, in regards to a potential uh, interference by China in our 2019 and 2021 election, your thoughts on whether or not those that are asking for a public inquiry, may, are they in the right or in the wrong here in your mind? 
Well, I, I personally think they are, uh, having covered politics for many decades, uh, they're absolutely on the right. And the, the, the people who are asking for it are really, uh, you know, have a lot of credibility. Um, the, the prime minister's former principal secretary, <clears throat> Jerry Butts, has said that there's a need for one. Um, of course, the, the, the former head of CSIS has said that there's a need for one. Others have as well, including the leader of the NDP. Um, so I, I think I think we're going down that road. The important thing is to understand what kind of inquiry it is. There's going to be certain parts of an inquiry into national security that are going to be private, but they, they w- it will be independently adjudicated, and that's important, but some of it will be public. And the other thing that I think is really important, and this doesn't, has nothing to do with national security, is what happened in the political, the political side of this for all parties. To what degree did candidates elected or non-elected, get help from any kind of foreign government, and that could be China or any other government. And this is a really important question to begin to ask. Uh, this could be financial help. It can be the social media help. That's the world that we live in today. And I think that's what Mr. Butts was suggesting, that uh, given what's happening with technology, um, we really have to really start looking at what's, what's happening in our political races yeah. in, a, in a democracy. Uh, you raise a very good point. Because, you know, the second comment from the prime minister uh, regarding uh, Handong or the allegations against uh, Handong, uh, I find interesting. He says that security officials shouldn't be dictating to political parties. Well, they're not dictating. They're certainly providing you information. And ultimately, it's up to political parties and elected officials to respond to it. And people are also going to be asking, won't argue, why didn't you listen to senior security individuals? These aren't the political class. I mean, for him to come back and say that, well, they can't dictate to us. Well, technically, you're correct, but you have some obligation to take the advice of senior security officials. Yeah, the role, the role, and the um, the duty of senior uh, CSIS officials is to supply accurate intelligence to the prime minister and and the, and the government, and that's what they're doing. The government can choose to listen or not listen, but I would just add to that. It's very normal in during a political race for a candidate to be vetted, and for even um, uh, even people in the political party, the back room, if you will, they ha- they give advice to the prime minister, and that is listened to occasionally as well. Uh, more often than not, I would say. So I I think you know the um, the question there is why wasn't the advice listened to? Did it was did it not have veracity? Or was it ignored for other reasons? And you know, this and this this applies also to to any leader of a political party in Canada. It's not this is not a political issue in my mind. This is a structural issue for our democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess it could actually go further than that. I think you've you've alluded to this already, but forget our political class for a moment. Does elections uh, Canada, elections BC, have the expertise to deal with some of these? issues around fundraising. Sometimes a government doesn't need to do anything except raise money for a particular candidate, potentially, if you are going to meddle. And it's a question of just handing people who write these checks to or donate to these people uh, cash that is returned to them for that donation. I mean, there has to be some, one would argue, even greater resources um, needed for Elections BC or Elections Canada as well to, to make sure that uh, our elections are free and clear or at least as much as possible on these things. I think it's not just the, the, the elected officials, it's actually our agencies that how, how do they you know, keep up with this rather sophisticated meddling? Well, they're, they're underfunded and they can't. I mean, I think that's obvious and we've seen that even domestically, um, you know, forget about possible foreign influence, even even within our own elections 
from municipal to federal, provincial and federal levels, there are constant games and shenanigans being played to try and get money to candidates. It doesn't take a lot of money to really change a race when you're, you know, you might be, you know, lose by a hundred votes. Uh, it, you know, it's a couple of buses, and these things ha- always happen in politics, and it's. I think the distasteful part of politics, but that's the reality. But a public in- inquiry, I think, would shed a lot of lights, a light in- into these issues mm-hmm. in uh, in a modern, a more modern context. Take it out of the back room mm-hmm. and put it on the public agenda. Put it on the uh, uh, the, the fourth estate's agenda, journalism, and you know, sh- get, get some information on this. I mean, there's some very specific questions. If I were reporting again, and I were in Parliament Hill, I didn't report on Parliament Hill, by the way, but I've been there a lot. The uh, I would be asking, I would like to know who got what. Like who who's on that list that from CSIS of all parties, it's not just liberals, that the people believe got a foreign foreign um, advantage, resources from any kind of foreign entity. In this case, China's obviously seems to be playing the, the larger role, but there are other countries that do this. We have to start looking about at, at where our candidates in a democracy are getting some of the resources, and is the system being manipulated? Mm-hmm. I would add one other thing, Jazz. Um, this is not, not about chi- being Chinese. It's about China and the government of China. It's a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any racial component to this whatsoever. No, Anybody who has that is it just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a very important thing to remember. Uh, exactly. And it, the Chinese government wants you to believe that they are the only spokespeople or representatives of Chinese people. And that an attack on the Chinese government is or is an attack on Chinese people, Chinese culture, and the Chinese diaspora. And that is absolutely wrong. It is a question and challenging uh, what meddling there was from the Communist part of, Party of, of China here in yeah. Canada. I think that's a really important uh, I- issue. Uh, and we have to also remember, you know, that in China, one of the major issues geopolitically is the future of Taiwan, which is um, it considers itself an independent country, and most of the world does, but a lot, of, but China does not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, the Taiwanese are very active in the in the in the Chinese community too, trying to put make their case. The where you where the line is crossed is when you illegally give assistance to to candidates. With, with, without declaring what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there's there strict laws around that. And if they've been violated, Canadians need to know. Yeah. I also think, and I, I go back to my, my time in politics and in, in, in a riding like Richmond, which was a, was a very large Chinese population. Last year, to my understanding, CESAs did advise BC members of parliament on, on sort of broad threats. But I understand the advice they gave to the members of parliament was very broad. Like, I think a lot of them were frustrated because it didn't say stay away from this individual or what I would argue is say these eight groups you should stay away from. You should not attend their events. You don't have to make it public but you at least provide that advice. Instead you get this broad, very generic advice that doesn't help our elected officials. My time, having lived and worked in China like you and certainly represented a riding with a significantly large Chinese population is our elected officials to a certain degree are, are you know, at times unsophisticated in regards to the dealings with the Chinese government and the Chinese diaspora in regards to some of these things. And they could be potentially open to manipulation, not because they're trying to do <laughs> undermine Canada, but I don't think they may understand what they're up against. Uh, I think I think that's very true. And I think uh, I think you were a different case because you were, um, were a journalist who lived in China. So you're, I think, fairly sophisticated about that. I would argue that most elected representatives who are running for office or candidates running for office 
don't have that experience. So they do need guidance. And this gets back to why you need a public inquiry. I think our candidates and all parties need to understand the forces out there that are trying to distort the electoral, electoral process and democracy. And it is out there. And, you know, in the United States, it hasn't been the Chinese uh, per se. It's been more Russian. Um, I mean, do, I don't know if that's happening in Canada. I don't think we know. And I think we really have to start looking at this very carefully. And uh, and it's also not just foreign governments. We have to look at foreign foreign um, organizations, foreign corporations. Um, we have to understand who is funding our democracy. And it should be done internally. It should be done by Canadians. And it should be transparent. Miro, thank you for your time today, my friend. You're welcome.